Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast. I'm here today with a colleague of mine, John Blahoyanakos. Yeah, there it is. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's an online trainer and uh, he specifically helps parents uh, stop yo-yo dieting, take control of their health and get uh, um, the body that they deserve. I love that, man. How are you, John? You. I'm doing well, man. How's it going? Very, very well. And uh, yeah, I'm curious, uh, like, uh, do you, can you tell us a little bit more about your fitness journey and specifically when did you start working as a personal trainer and as an online coach? Yeah, definitely. So I'll give you the short version because the long version is pretty long. Um, yeah. Basically, my background is Greek. Um, Greeks place a heavy emphasis on food. So I got a little big growing up, especially as I hit puberty, I put on a lot of weight. I was about 240 pounds, but fluffy, not very muscular. Um, mm -hmm. So I looked to change that through my teenage years and early 20s. Um, lost some body fat, had a few trainers then. And then it's not until I kind of took things into my own hands where I, I found a strategy that worked for me instead of doing a typical bodybuilding diet where it's super restrictive. Um, and then I end up binging on like pizza and donuts after it's, I found a way of eating that I could have fun with my food, still lose some fat and actually be able to maintain it. So when I was about 20, 25, 26, um, I knew, obviously I knew my hockey career was over at that point. Um, so I looked into the next best thing and I got into fitness. Um, I'd gone through a transformation on my own. I helped my brother go through his, a couple of buddies mm -hmm. go through mine and I became like the fitness guy at my workplace. Um, so that kind of pushed me a little bit more. So 2015, it's hard to remember all these timelines. I got my, I got certified personal trainer, worked at a big box gym. I knew I didn't want to be there for long. Um, I knew in-person training was limited. I've been following uh, John Goodman stuff for a while. Um, so I, I made a decision that a year into my personal training career, I would start my own business. And I knew eventually I wanted to be at least 90% online coaching. So with the birth of my son in 2016, in August, I knew like I wanted to be home more for him. So I, I pushed more for the online. I did the online trainer Academy level one back in 2015, I think I completed or 16. Um, and then just worked for myself from 2000, October, 2016 till now. Um, and it's been a journey. It's been, it's been amazing to, I worked with hundreds of people over the years, met amazing people such as yourself. So it's been really fulfilling um, to be able to spread my story and help other people's kind of create their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love I love that story. And yeah, it's definitely inspirational, the fact that you yourself went through this uh, transformation. How many kilos did you say you lost uh, during your transformation? So uh, at my peak, I was about 240 pounds. So yeah. it was like 100, was that like 110 kilos or yeah. more. Um, yeah. And then I got down to about 200 190 like skinny fat so i didn't look very lean but i didn't look very muscular i was kind of in that awkward stage uh, just because I, I was like extreme dieting very restrictive um yep. didn't really know too much about programming and, and training and stuff like that um right now i'm kind of i'm 230 pounds but mm -hmm. uh more muscular obviously my body doesn't look the same way it did 10 years ago yeah yeah no i saw some pictures you look great and <laughs> Yeah. And you mentioned like you, so you, you were very overweight and then you went into some restrictive diet and you end up, ended up 
feeling or probably looking uh, skinny fat. Uh, I'm curious, uh, what's uh, like, what did you do? Like, I, I, I know for a fact that many, uh, many people in that scenario, in that situation, they feel awful. They feel like their life is a bur burden because if they try to build muscle, they end up being fat. And if they try to lose weight, they end up being even more skinny. So what, what did you do? Yeah. So basically it all started with my original personal trainer, which I love him. He's a great guy, but his style of coaching was very bodybuilding. So very much, mm -hmm. this is your strict diet from Monday to Friday. Um, you have to stick to this. And I stuck to it. And then I think it was two, I think it was five summers later, where I remember that there was a picture of me at the, uh, at the zoo in that, like my shirt was just hanging off me. I just, I remember feeling like I lost a lot of weight, but I didn't look good. I also didn't feel good. Um, and I think that's just, it's because I probably did, I, I did a lot of cardio. I didn't eat very much, but I also didn't train properly. If I'm trying to remember my training from that many years ago, there's no way I was using like proper periodization or anything like that. So I was just, I think I was just going as hard as I could every time I went to the gym and just trying to lose as much weight as possible. And that led me to like this kind of skinny fat phase where I didn't have a lot of muscle mass. I wasn't lean because I was still holding on to fat and I felt very uncomfortable felt weak. Um, and I, I was scared to put on muscle, like you've said, and I think a lot of people face this where they want to put muscle on, but that scale is going to go up when that happens. And then I was definitely not ready to have that number go up because I was like, Oh, I'm going to put fat back on. So yep. part of it was I was uneducated. So that's part of it yes. too, which makes mm -hmm. it difficult. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it went. And is it uh, like that you learn uh how the body works uh, and how to properly use training uh, for, uh, you know, improving your body composition or just your fitness and health. Was it just a knowledge thing or uh, did you have some self-limiting belief that you understood later on, you know, that you had that, but you weren't aware of that? That's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I think initially it was probably misinformation. Like everything mm -hmm. I was using at the time was outdated. So yeah. it wasn't really up with the current times or, I was inconsistent with my yeah. diet. Like I was strict Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday was like an all you can eat all the time. So I had yeah. that. And the funny thing is too, like you would think I would have been in great shape because I played hockey four times a week, but I was still really heavy. So that tells yeah. you how much I was actually eating back then, even though I thought like, okay, like I have a trainer and I'm on a diet. I wasn't really like in my performance probably improved on, on the ice, but my body composition didn't really make the drastic change I wanted. Um, so I think it was a combination of misinformation. Maybe I, I held myself back. I, I was definitely more immature back then. Um, self, uh, self-reflection was not really a thing for me back then uh, compared to what it is now. Um, yeah. so it could be a combination of all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say like, uh, I, in my, in my experience, at least, uh, like the people that struggle to make progress because they have, uh, like, it's usually a mix of uh, not knowing what you do, not knowing what to do and not being super consistent with it. Um, but, you know, I'm curious, uh, I follow, I've been following you on Facebook and Instagram for a while. Um, I mean, we met each other in the online trainer Academy. Um, and uh, what's your, uh, what's your stance on flexible dieting? Because for the people who, listen flexible dieting is a nutritional approach um, where generally you have a goal of cal calories daily calories and a protein goal and uh, the ratio of carbohydrates and fat is not fixed 
Um, just because the research shows that uh, when calories and protein are matched uh, between diet, uh, uh, it doesn't really impact uh, the, the efficacy of the diet, uh, the efficiency and the efficacy. So I'm curious, uh, how, if, like, if I'm a general gym goer, um, how can I make the best out of flexible dieting, in your opinion? That is a great question. I think first things first is a mindset shift, because I'd say nine out of 10 people, when they first want to lose weight, they think they have to cut out all these foods. And that's not necessarily the case. And also with the term diet has a really negative connotation right now and has for a while when the word diet really just means the food that you're eating. It doesn't mean something restrictive and horrible and draining. It doesn't have to mean that. So you can call it flexible dieting, flexible eating. Um, it's a spin, I think on if it fits your macros where people were really focused on the ratio of protein to carbs, to fats, flexible dieting takes a step back from that really, like you said, takes a look at the research and shows that the ratio of, of fat and carbs doesn't matter if your calories are hit and your protein is hit. So for the average individual, my first thing to say to them really is usually there's no good and bad foods. Like you will never have to feel bad about eating a slice of pizza or going out for donuts or ice cream or having a beer or a glass of wine. Like these things are not inherently bad for you. That being said, they shouldn't make up the majority of your eating, right? I don't expect, I don't want someone to say, oh, okay, flexible dieting. Awesome. I'm going to have half a pizza every single day. Well, I mean, unless that was like homemade thin crust with a lot of chicken breast on it, it's going to be hard to hit your calories and protein with having half a pizza every day. So I think it's important to recognize that flexible dieting is a way of eating that allows you to lose body fat, feel amazing, have a transformation, but enjoy life at the same time yeah. while still focusing on mostly healthy foods, whole foods, because we still care about our health, even though you want to change your body composition, um, whether you think it's superficial or not, your health is still important. So you still want to have a diet full of healthy foods. So high yeah. protein, vegetables, whole grains, stuff like that. Yeah. And I love what you said at the beginning, because uh, I always say to, um, you know, everyone who mentioned, oh, Francesca, I'm not ready to do a diet. I say, hey, you are already on a diet, like you are eating, right? And what you eat make up your current diet. Uh, so you can kind of be blind and say, oh, no, I will do it when I'm, you know, in a good place. Or you can just observe what you are normally eating and what makes you happy and just start from there. Is it something that you do or do you start from a, I don't know, rigid diet straight away? Yeah, I know. So on every, or every first call with someone, I make sure I tell them that, look, you're not going to be expected to follow a strict diet. That's not the type of coach I am. And if that's what they want, I'm not the coach for them. And that's fine. So I let mm -hmm. them know that we, we work with my fitness pal. Uh, my fitness yeah. pal connects with the training app. And I honestly, for the first week, I let them just learn the app and log the foods that they would normally have. I, I say to them, just take what you normally eat and just plug it into my fitness pal. I want to see the patterns. I want to see the foods you typically choose if your tracking is accurate or not. And then at the end of the first week, I'll make a video and I'll go in and they can see me kind of analyzing what they've tracked for the week. So I'll go in give them some notes, some feedback on, okay, maybe we can add more protein here. Um, was this food actually homemade or did you just search homemade pasta or something, whatever it is. Um, so I really like to give them feedback on that. And from there we build, okay, these are some solid meals for you to keep in your rotation. Uh, maybe yeah. let's shift away from these for a while and just make changes based on the individual. 
Yeah, yeah. And I love that because this, uh, this kind of accommodate the fact that uh, people have different preferences. Uh, that might be, you know, you might, I, I saw that from, uh, for example, from your Facebook, uh, you are a donut lover, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so that, so if you, if you couldn't, if you, and like no fitness uh, meal plan uh, kind of start with, uh, okay, you have lunch, dinner, and then donut. Um, <laughs> they're usually, and people think, okay, so, you know, John is going to give me like a super healthy cleaning um, healthy, sorry, healthy meal plan. And uh, it, this is just not the case. And I, I believe like w- what is the most important thing and like what, what change, uh, like how I see, you know, healthy thing um, is just this mindset, as you said, the mindset. Uh, um, I always felt wrong about, you know, my diet, uh, before I got educated and I completed my degree and personal training certification, um, just because I was like, I cannot just keep it up. I, I need, you know, some sort of, uh, not dirty food necessarily, but like I'm Italian. So I need to have some lasagna every now and then I need to have, I want to have uh, some tiramisu. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like it's going to be either or if I, either eat like an Italian or I eat like a fitness guy and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like that. And to me, it was a life changer to, you know, introduce uh, this n- nutritional approach of like, being more flexible. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the problem where a lot of people face. And even now we're talking in January, I'm sure so many people are, are taking on this crazy restrictive diet because that's what they think they need to yeah. get the body that they want. Where in, it doesn't last. It usually doesn't last past February. If you connect with the same people that were doing it, they're like, Oh yeah, I tried this diet. I couldn't keep it up. So I stopped and I quit. Like now I'm like, I need you to learn, come with me, learn. Like I'll teach you. You don't have to do it that way. That's why like the donut and the logo thing is, it's not trying to be like a slap in the face in the fitness industry, but I, I cannot stand the extremism that people think is required because people in 2021 are still following protocols from bodybuilding 1990s. Like it it doesn't make any sense to me. A 40 year old mom of two doesn't need to do cardio six days a week and eat only chicken and broccoli and rice seven times a week either. Like it's, that's not a thing anymore. So I try to push that message across as much as I can to everyone. Yeah. And uh, you know, like uh, I, I I can, what you just said, like it happened every week uh, with my clients uh, and uh, you know, it's um, I see it this way. So you hire a coach, and you do a period, it could be three months, six months, 12 months. But in that period, you have a coach that guide you. So you do the things together. You discuss about what you want to do and what you can do and what you actually will do with him. He knows what you probably need. And you can kind of mix the two things, your preferences and his knowledges and get supported from him. Because when the coaching finish, then you can practice on your own, but you need some sort of accountability and you don't have to pay for it. Like you can even just go to a friend. Um, you know, if you, jo- if you know John and you have John as a friend, you can just say, hey, John, break my balls, uh, keep me accountable. Or you can just say, you know, here you have 500 bucks uh, and you give it back to me if I lose, uh, you know, these 20 kilos, but you need some sort of accountability. I'd agree. And I think it's, um, I don't know if it's a pride thing or an ego thing, but I find that people have a hard time asking for help. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like I've, I've been through Facebook groups and different forums 
And I just, sometimes I just read the comments and just read the post just to get a feel for what's happening. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, I've heard people bashing coaches. They're like, yo, no, you don't need a coach. You can do it on your own. And I'm like, dude, like if you're, if you're over 30, the yeah. chances of you try to lose fat before I'd say hundred percent, like I'm yeah. sure people have tried to lose fat in their twenties, thirties. And then the older you get, the more times you've probably tried. This is no disrespect to the individual. Like if you feel this in your heart when I'm talking, no disrespect, but if you've tried and tried and tried over and over by yourself, don't you think it's time to hire someone to guide you along the process? Like that's yeah. what I try to get across to everyone. It's like coaches aren't out for your money. They're out for your best interest. They're here to help and guide and support you. And I tell every client when we first start, I'll never withhold information in hopes that you resign with me. If you want three months with me, I'll give you everything I have for three months. And if you can do it on your own and graduate for three after three months, amazing. I want nothing more than for the person to be able to do it for themselves. But like you said, it takes that, that accountability, that support and the education, because I think a lot of people still are uneducated in a lot of topics when it comes to fat loss. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably due to the confusion that there is in the industry, which is kind of normal because, you know, most of the uh, government fundings goes to research in other uh, um, industry. And that's fine. You know, it's more important to know how to defeat a world pandemic than, uh, you know, how to improve your um, chest size for sure. So there is a lot to be discovered still. And uh, but that's the thing, like there is so much free information out there. And still, it doesn't make much difference because just having read something or, uh, you know, you, you just said that uh, people are uneducated or they don't know much about the right things. Uh, and, uh, well, first of all, probably because they don't follow you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, secondly, it's because there is just too much. Like you see, you see like still uh, articles uh, against carbs uh, or like particular uh, um, time uh, uh, feeding during the day and yeah it just creates so much confusion so I think you're right people have a sort of resistance and in in learning and I'm curious once people they come to you and work with you um, do you feel like you you said that you work with, mainly with parents mm. and did you notice like there is a sort of uh, well first of all do they go to the gym like or are they all training at home because they are busy um so majority, I mean, now in the pandemic, like everyone's at home training. Okay. Even pre-pandemic, yeah. um, I'd say from the clients I had, it's, it's like a 70-30 split where 70% were still going to the gym, 30% were at mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. So now with the pandemic shift, I'd argue these parents who were already super busy to begin with have a little bit more time for themselves, even if it's 30 yeah. minutes a day. Um, yeah. So I think that's beneficial for sure. Okay. And from, you know, in those 30% that goes uh, to the gym, well, now is not currently a problem, but uh, as the gym will open, hopefully soon, um, do you feel like they generally have like a resistance to go to the gym because they don't feel confident? And if so, um, how, how, how could uh, a normal person who is not feeling confident to go to the gym by, by itself uh, fix that? How what would you be? Yeah. What would it be your tips? Um, so anyone I think who's been signed on with me and, and had a gym membership was okay with going, even if they felt a little unconfident in themselves for someone who wants to start going to the gym, let's say they open up and you're like, okay, this is the time I'm going to, I'm going to go understand that 
nobody cares about what you're doing. And that might sound mean, but I think we all think we're the center of everyone's attention. I forget what that's called. I just read about that too. Um, mm. But everyone there is looking at themselves. Everyone, everyone there is thinking about what other people are thinking about them, but everyone's thinking about themselves. No one's like, you're not going to see people like staring at you the whole time you're there. Like, what's that person doing? Oh, they look stupid. No, people are already self-conscious. A lot of but people like, that go how, to the gym. How weak is your squat? Yeah, like people like, don't care. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No, like I think people are self-conscious to, I mean, if you're already not, if you're already self-conscious, it's tough to put yourself in a scenario where you're vulnerable. Like the gym is a vulnerable place. You're doing exercises. You might not be confident in doing them. So I totally understand that. And I think even with it, especially with the pandemic, like home training is going to go, is going to continue to skyrocket um, because people are like, okay, I can get a great workout from home. But for those of you who still love the gym, maybe still nervous to get back there, or you really just want to start going to the gym, put a pair of headphones on, put your favorite songs on and just get in your own kind of bubble, create your own bubble. Don't look around. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing because again, chances are everyone's feeling the same as you. Like yeah. even people think I'm like the most confident person in the world. My gym, the gym I was going to, like some of the strongest people in Canada are there. So I'm weak. And <laughs> there's times where like, I am not, I'm not even close to the most in person in shape person there too. So like I get self-conscious, but I try not to compare myself to others. I try to just focus on the work I have to do. And if you strike up a conversation with someone in a gym, chances are they're going to be a good person. Like, yeah you typically spot the bad apples from afar and you're going to stay away from them anyway. But for anyone, not, not hundred percent ready to jump in. Just like I said, put some headphones on, put your favorite songs on, get in your own bubble and just focus on the work you have to do and get out. That's, that's really it. And after all, uh, if uh, someone like John uh, who has traps uh, is uh, feeling <laughs> a little bit intimidated uh, from uh, others, people at the gym, you have the right to, to feel a little bit uncomfortable when you go to the gym. Um, but no, you remind me of um, a gym where I used to go in London. It was a bodybuilding gym. It was kind of the mecca of the bodybuilding uh, um, in London. So you can imagine that, like, I don't know. I was quite, not muscular, but yeah, I managed to build some muscle after I stopped swimming uh, competitively. And But when I went there, I was like the smallest guy in the room, like for sure. And um, yeah, it... I used it, I used it in like to empower me and be like, okay, hey, we know that I'm just gonna be the smallest. Okay, so I enter as an outsider and I'm just gonna have a look, connect with other people or just focus on my training. As you said, I love to do that. I love to just put the earphones and don't talk during my training. That could be a great, uh, great tip. And uh, yeah, I love the tip, just nobody's looking at you. So yeah, thinking, think about your own session. Definitely. Hey, I love your approach, uh, John. And, uh, you know, we always like to, in this podcast, uh, to kind of wrap up the episode with uh, um, your favorite investment, sub $100, that uh, has the biggest impact in your life. Oh, that's a hard one, man. There's, there's so much. Favorite investment under 100. Can I pick? So one of them for sure has got to be a daily planner. And yeah. it could be anything like I have um, a tearaway notepad, but it just helps me organize my day. Yeah. Um, and this is <laughs> any book by John Goodman. Like if you're a personal trainer, <laughs> if you're an online trainer, any book by John yeah. Goodman, obviously sub hundred, take it and run with it. You can get four yeah. of his books, I think for under hundred. So 
Yeah. It depends on what you're after. Yeah. yeah. You can get, I think if four books are $50 or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. definitely if you're an online coach, like if that's who you're asking me for, like biggest, best investment, definitely. Yeah. 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 And totally agree. Like books uh, and <laughs> in particular, yeah. If you, but I, I would say like, yeah, even if you are a personal trainer and you don't necessarily want to become an online coach, um, how is it called? The fur, Ignite the Fire. That's mm-hmm. a great book. Like already how to, you know, in, improve your business as a personal trainer in person business so yeah great one man thanks hey john um where can people uh, find you and how can people get in touch with you and start working with you perhaps yeah definitely so you can find me a bunch of ways um easiest and fastest is probably instagram so it's at strong john fitness there is no h in the name john um other than that you can go to my website strongjohnfitness.com um, if you want to get real personal, you can find me on Facebook. If you can spell my last name, it's John Vlahoyanakos. Um, We're going to put all I'm, the links. That's fine. All the links. Know, yeah. I'm, I'm active on, on all, on all of those social media platforms. Um, you don't really find me on like Snapchat, TikTok. I'm, yeah. I'm not really a, a, a creator yet. <laughs> can I, I, like, do you just message to people or people message, uh, message you, or do you have like a form where people can fill the form and just apply? Yeah. So if you, if you're looking to work with me, uh, if you go to strongjohnfitness.com slash contact, there's a form to fill out. Um, make sure that you qualify to work together. We're a good fit for each other. Um, and then we'll book a phone call from there. If you want to just shoot me a, a quick message, Instagram is fine. Yeah. I'm happy to help. It's great to talk to you. And actually I really appreciate your, uh, your work. Um, you can tell you are a, a, a very great professional. So Um, Well done again for all uh, the content that you put out there and for your work and uh, good luck for 2021. Thanks so much for having me. I know it's really fun talking to you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Ciao, John. And uh, thanks guys for uh, listening. Uh, um, Just so that you know, um, we enrolled five new guys in the Ultimate Lean Muscle Challenge uh, last week, uh, but due to the pandemic, uh, we currently have one spot available because um, someone had to drop out. So if this is you, if you just want to look great with uh, and without clothes, uh, just uh, send me a email or you can just find me on Facebook as Francesco Pavone or on Instagram as PT Pavons. Uh, and you can just pop me a message and I'll show you more details. Uh, but for today's episode, uh, it's everything. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>